الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما امروا الا ليعبدوا الله مخلصين له الدين صدق الله العظيم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders the month of ramadan has passed and today is the first program that we are having of this weekly programs that were taking place being the first program again after the month of ramadan what came to mind is that we should discuss and revise that lesson which is the root to all the lessons that lesson which is the foundation to all the buildings that will come on it and to the extent that the root is healthy the root is deep to the extent that the root is well nourished to that extent the tree will grow to that extent its branches will spread far and wide and accordingly it will give the shade to those who would come in its vicinity and to the extent that that root is healthy and deep and well grounded to that extent that fruit will come and if that fruit is of excellent quality it will become export quality fruit and its benefit will go far and wide so it all comes down to the root and the root of all our lessons and all our amal for that matter is the aspect of ikhlas and sincerity to the extent there'll be ikhlas and sincerity in whatever we are doing to that extent we will benefit others will benefit and to that extent that benefit will pass on to maybe distant places also and this is a lesson no matter how much we revise it no matter how much we repeat it and say it and listen to it there is never a point in time when this is enough because class after all this is the soul in every amal this is the soul in the body person without the soul is lifeless then they call him janaza they call him mayyit few minutes ago they were calling him by his name they were calling him ahmad and muhammad ismail and ibrahim and suddenly something happened person passed away they say pick up the janaza they say bring mayyit what time will be the janaza coming so just in moments the name changed also from being called by ahmad and muhammad in moments the person is being called mayyit and janaza what happened the soul came out the soul came out even the name went away so likewise in our amal in our actions the main thing in it and the soul in it the root it is the ikhlas the sincerity our coming our gathering our speaking our listening all this also we have to refer it back to the root what is the root what is our intention what is our purpose to that extent we will benefit to that extent the speaker will benefit according to his intention the listener will benefit according to his intention and according to our intention others will benefit so this is a lesson that we have to keep repeating and this is such a deep lesson the impact of niyat the impact of intention it is such a tremendous thing in the quran sharif allah tbaraka wa taala addresses rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
that you remain firmly with those who are calling unto Allah Ta'ala morning and evening. Who is being ordered? Sayyidul Anbiya wal Mursaleen, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The greatest of the creation of Allah Ta'ala. Ba'adas khuda buzruk tu'i qissa mukhtasar. After Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, your rank is the greatest. This is a summary of it all. There is nobody that can come even close to the rank of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now this greatest personality of all times is being addressed. Allah Ta'ala is addressing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and saying, you remain. Can you imagine? Subhanallah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is being told, you remain. With who? مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِي Those who are calling unto Allah Ta'ala morning and evening. But what is the soul in it? Many people call. But what gave these people this rank, this virtue, that Allah's Nabi Islam is being told, you remain with them. That the whole aspect that gave this is, يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَ That they only have the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala as their focus, as their object. يُرِيدُونَ We use the word in Urdu, in other language also, irada. Irada means intention. Yuridun, this comes from that same irada. That their irada, their intention is nothing but the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. The extent of their class is such that the well is being told you go to the thirsty. Their talab and their ikhlas was of such a level and they were in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala to such an extent with that ikhlas and sincerity that the well, that well which never dries and that well which the whole world is dependent on, that well, which is the fountainhead of everybody's iman. Allah Rabbi Islam is being told, you be with them. Now, there are many incidents that have been narrated regarding the occasion when this ayat was revealed. According to one tafsir, one of the chiefs of the Quraysh, one of the very noble people as they call them of the Quraysh, Uyayna bin Hassan Fazari was his name. So when he came, he saw that around Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, some of the very poor Sahaba are seated. Hazrat Salman Farsi radiallahu anhu is seated there. Some others are seated. And due to their poverty, due to their situation, they were dressed in very tattered clothing, not even sufficient to cover themselves entirely. Just the necessary portion of the body was covered. And... In this way they were there. So this Uyina bin Hisan, he called out and he said to Nabi Wasallam that this is the reason why we can't come to you. All these people are around you, how are we going to come? <coughs> Either you separate them or you create another time for them. So we'll come in our time. Then maybe we'll listen to what you're saying and we'll consider what you're saying. At that time, this thought passed the mind of Nabi Wasallam that if supposing this is done for just a, maybe one occasion, and if these people come and listen, perhaps they may get hidayat. And these people are mine. This will be to their pleasure also that somebody else got hidayat. They won't mind it least but. But merely this thought also Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat. You don't move these people out of the way. These people have that level of sincerity and ikhlas. You read that anybody else wants to come, they might come, they don't want to come, they'll deprive themselves. These people won't go anywhere else. You keep them with you. This is the aspect of that ikhlas. And to the extent that this root is deep down in everything that person does, what he's saying, in what he's doing, in how he's going about something, to that extent, that benefit will pass on. And we find that this was something which was at the height of it. In the Sahaba Kiram, after all, Nabi Sallallahu in his company, they achieved this. It was this very ikhlas that in the hadith it comes that if a Sahabi has to spend one handful of grain, one handful of grain in the path of Allah Ta'ala, and those who come after them spend a mountain of Uhad in gold, they can't 
equal the reward of one Sahabi spending a handful of grain. Somebody else is spending a mountain of gold, but he can't equal the reward of a Sahabi spending a handful of grain. How can this be? The whole thing is the weight of ikhlas, not the weight of the gold. On the day of Qiyamah, it's not the gold that will be weighed. It's the ikhlas of a person that will be weighed. And that is where the weight is. That is what will tip the scale. The weight of ikhlas. And when there's ikhlas in something, then Allah Ta'ala gives it acceptance. Just as an example, there's so many examples, but just as an example, we see the kitab Fazail Al, for example. If one counts and calculates that in a day, how many times somebody or the other is reading this book? With the barakat of the work of Dawat and Tabligh, in many, many homes daily this talim takes place. In many masajid, how many masajid daily this takes place, this talim is recited. How many jamaats are at any given time in any part of the world almost. And they are reading this kitab and taking inspiration from it. It might add up to, to be very, very conservative, maybe in the tens of thousands. Very, very conservative. Even if one says hundreds of thousands, too might be conservative on a daily basis. Now, where does this come from? This is one example. There are many, many examples of our Kabir, of Ahlullah, of past, of the recent past. So, where did this come from? This came from nothing else but the ikhlas. What was done was solely for Allah. There was no ulterior motive. There was no hidden agenda in it. There was no uh, personal gain that was desired out of it. There wasn't any intention of promoting one's own name and fame, trying to blow one's own trumpet in some way. Nothing of the sort. So Allah wa ta'ala blew the trumpet for them. Not that that was anybody's objective. Some remained hidden and went away. Their benefit spread far and wide. Nobody knew what was the benefit, where it came from. It's in Allah Ta'ala's hands, as He desires. But they did what they did for Allah Ta'ala alone. Hazrat Shaykh Al-Hidm Muhammad Al-Hassan, he was imprisoned by the British in Malta and under very severe conditions. He was of advanced age and they captured him in Hijaz and then by boat, open the sailboats, he was transported in that manner all the way to Malta, the island. Very difficult circumstances. And they also under, he was tortured. All these things carried on for a long time, years. One day, the others who were with him in prison, his satis, his companions, you see he's sitting on one side and his, and all the time, in all the time that all this torture was carrying on and all these difficult circumstances of the prison were carrying on, he would remain very, very hale and hearty. Everything was carrying on, but he would still be a means of inspiration for everybody else around him. Give them courage. Always taking it with a smile. One day they see him, he is in great grief, worry, he's crying. They gathered around him, Hazrat, what's the problem? Something has happened. So he said, haven't you heard? Say, haven't we heard what? Haven't you heard that the decision has been made that we are sentenced to death and we will be hanged? This was a rumor. It wasn't something true. It was a rumor, but at that time, they didn't know it was a rumor. So this, he said, haven't you heard about this? So when he expressed this, Others were a bit more surprised. This is what we are waiting for. The shahadat is something that we are desiring. We are waiting for this. So this is something that we are getting what our deepest wishes that we give our life for Allah Ta'ala. So why are you so grieved about this? He said, no, no, I am not grieving because now time has come to be hanged and to lay down our life in Allah for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. My whole grief and worry is that whatever was done all this while, whatever was done all this while, was it for Allah? Was it something that we did only for Allah's sake or was there some other motive also underlying? Now the time has come to meet Allah. If it was for something else, then we are in big trouble. If it was for Allah alone, Alhamdulillah, then 
our life goes, it's all the, what a pleasure. But was this for Allah Ta'ala? That is what I'm reflecting upon. That is what is grieving me that, what is the, what was the underlying, after having done everything, but yet that fear that, was this done solely for Allah Ta'ala's sake? Now this is that aspect of ikhlas. That after a person does it too, the Quran Sharif regarding the Sahaba Ikram, Allah Ta'ala says regarding them, that they give what they give, وَقُلُوبُهُمْ وَجِيلَةٌ In other words, they spend in the heart of Allah Ta'ala, but their hearts are trembling. Now they're spending in the cause of deen. And why are their hearts trembling? أَنَّهُمْ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ رَاجِعُونَ That they're going to return to Allah Ta'ala. And on that day, it's the ikhlas that's going to be weighed. So what they are doing is it for Allah Ta'ala alone. Though they were doing it for Allah Ta'ala alone, but still this fear. And this is the aspect of ikhlas. That when a person does something for Allah Ta'ala alone, he's still afraid that have I done it for Allah Ta'ala. When a person doesn't have that, he is heedless. <coughs> He does it without any intention also. He feels very comfortable. What I did, Alhamdulillah, I already got my reward for it deposited. It's all already secured for me. I got nothing to worry about. So ikhlas demands that a person is forever concerned. This ikhlas is such a thing that the very famous hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this ikhlas moves mountains. Hadith about those three people that got trapped in a cave. The storm came and this huge rock fell on the mouth of the cave. And there was no way out. The riwayat of Bukhari Sharif. So each one then presented an amal to Allah Ta'ala, which he did solely for Allah Ta'ala. Somebody one thing, somebody the other, somebody a third thing. It's a lengthy hadith. But the barakat of that ikhlas, each time one of them presented that amar and he said, Ya Allah, if I did this only for your pleasure, then move this rock. As one person made that dua, Ya Allah, I did this, if I did it only for your pleasure, move this rock, it moved a little, but not enough. <coughs> Second person, Ya Allah, if I did this amal solely for your pleasure, move it. It moved again a little, but not enough. And then the third person did the same. And now it moved a little, but most, it was enough now for them to come out of the place. What released them from there? The ikhlas. If ikhlas releases a person out of the prisons of this world, then ikhlas will release him out of the prison of the akhirat also. It's that root of ikhlas. And this is a thing that has to be constantly nurtured and nourished by a person turning to Allah Ta'ala all the time. After having done the action also, to be worried, to be making istighfar on top of it the istighfars and the various formulas of istighfar that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi taught, one of the wordings of it is, وَأَسْتَغْفِرُكَ لِكُلِّ خَيْرٍ أَرَدْتُ بِهِ وَجْهَكَ فَخَالَتَنِي فِيهِ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ Ya Allah, I'm seeking forgiveness for every good action that I started off doing for you alone. But in between I got waylaid. Nafs and shaitan came in between. I started worrying about somebody else observing me or somebody else praising me or somebody else, what they will, they will say. And I started trusting it for their sake. One is as a thought came, it's a waswasa of shaitan. Person ignores it. Don't worry about it. We don't change anything for the sake of anybody. We don't change anything by making it better. We don't change it by leaving it out. We don't do an action for somebody. We don't leave out action because of somebody also. We do it only for Allah Ta'ala. And if something has to be left out, it's only left out for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, not for anybody else. Because somebody is watching or somebody is going to say something, we don't leave it for anybody, we don't do it for anybody. We do it only for Allah Ta'ala, we leave it only for Allah Ta'ala. So what is a waswasa? Just a thought, something passed to the mind, ignore it. But we don't adjust anything for the sake of anybody. person was reading his namaz, so now he doesn't adjust it because he became aware somebody is watching. He was supposed to contribute something for some dini cause. So he was supposed to give something, 100 rands. But suddenly he saw that he's some person who he, maybe just to add some flavor to it, person who is going to be, where he's going to send a proposal in one, one week's time, the father-in-law to be fully. That person is suddenly somewhere in the, just down there and he's watching also observing now to see what kind of person this is, 
because he also got some wind of it that the proposal is coming. So now he felt that I should rather look more generous. So instead of that hundred that he had intended, suddenly he found another 900 rands. So what motivated this extra 900? That this person should get impressed when my proposal goes. He said, no, no, this person, don't worry. My daughter will be here. He, is, he spends just without any thought. So that motivation has destroyed everything. <coughs> that motivation has spoiled the entire amal. On the day of Qiyamah, that very, very frightening hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. One person came to him once and he said that you must certainly relate to me something that you heard directly from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And you fully understood it. He took a qasam and told him, you will tell me something you heard directly and which you fully grasped, fully understood. He said, definitely I will tell you something. And then he said, I will certainly tell you something which I heard directly from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which I fully understood. He said this much and he went unconscious. Then after a while he gained consciousness. He started off saying the same thing. I will certainly tell you a hadith which I heard directly from Nabi Wasallam, and I fully grasped and understood it. He came up to this point and he fell unconscious again for the second time. And then the same thing happened the third time. Then eventually with great difficulty he starts narrating the hadith. And that is that same famous hadith of the three people that will be brought in front of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. Person who was blessed with the knowledge of deen, person who was blessed with wealth, person who was given the opportunity of laying down his life in the path of Allah Ta'ala, he became a shaheed. And each one will be asked, what did you do with the favor of Allah Ta'ala? One will say, I disseminated the knowledge, I passed it on to others, and I taught people deen. Allah Ta'ala was saying, you lying. Allah Ta'ala protect us and safeguard us. Then it comes in the Hadith Sharif. He will be dragged on his face and thrown into Jahannam. The wealthy person will be called, what did you do with the favor of Allah Ta'ala? I spent it in the cause of deen. I helped the poor, the needy, etc. Allah Ta'ala will say, you are lying. You did it. So people may say that you are a very generous person. Now your reward is with the people. Go take it from there. Who's going to get any favor from any people on that day? Then, فَالصُحِبَ عَلَىٰ وَجْهِهِ فَأُلْقِيَ فِي النَّارِ He'll be dragged on his face and thrown in the fire of Jahannam. And the person who laid down his life will also say, Ya Allah, I gave my life for you alone. Allah will say, no, this was not the case. It was so that you could be called a brave person. The motivation was the name and fame of the world. <laughs> the motivation was that my name must be in lights. That I must be recognized. People must acknowledge me. People must not regard me as nobody. I must be also known to be somebody. These motivations destroy everything. And in the hadith it comes that the fire of Jahannam, Allah forbid, would be kindled with these people. This is how delicate the aspect of ikhlas is. The aspect of the intention is. That in everything, we have to keep checking within ourselves what is the motivation? What is the reason that a person is undertaking something? One is dini amal. Of this nature, somebody is performing salah, somebody is making tilawat of the Quran Sharif, somebody is giving charity, somebody is doing something else. Then there are many things, day to day things. We don't necessarily check our intention beforehand. For example, a person is going to attend a janaza. So now why is he going to attend the janaza? If I don't go, See, this person didn't come. So I've got to show my face. So that's all we'll get. We'll show our face. And all we'll get is, we saw other people's face also. That's the end of it. But nothing beyond that. Whereas, a person attends a janaza, the reward of that is, that he gets the reward equivalent to Mount Uhud. And then if he attends the tadfeen, the burial, then there's a second qirat of sawab, a second equivalent to Mount Uhud in reward. Now just because he went to show his face only, he washed away all this. He took the time, took the effort, sometimes he's traveled a distance also, but he didn't rectify his intention. His intention was just to merely go show his, show his face, that's all he got. Whereas with the right intention, this was mountains of reward he would have come back with. 
somebody invited him for his nikah. <coughs> so he went. Why did he go? Well, last time when I invited him, so he came. Now it doesn't look nice. I don't go. So I invited him. He came. So I got to go. So I'm some just playing some game. He gave me something. So I must give him something. So that's not for Allah, Allah now. Whereas if he made the niyad that if I go for his nikah, number one, he will get happy. So to put happiness in his heart, idkhalus sururi fi qalbil mu'min. Among the greatest ibadat after the faraiz, after the compulsory acts of deen, among the greatest ibadat is to bring happiness to the heart of a mu'min. To bring happiness to the heart of a mu'min. And many a times, we neglect this where it is the greatest happiness, uh, the greatest reward we can get for this. For example, one is any mu'min, what if that mu'min is one's parents? To bring happiness to their heart. A person did something, or he said something to them, or he did some khidmat for them. And the intention, besides all the other intentions he can make in there, the right of the parents, the khidmat of the parents, etc., etc., to bring happiness to their heart. Sometimes they didn't need that khidmat at that time. It wasn't something that they required. But it was something that would bring happiness to their heart. So he did it. Now, when any mu'min, he brings happiness to his heart, this is among the greatest ibadats after the faraiz. What will be now with regards to making one's parents' heart happy? To bring happiness to the heart of one's family. In the hadith it comes, the greatest sadaqah. The greatest sadaqah. Sadaqah, a person understands his reward. What a great thing. The greatest sadaqah is to one's own family. وَبْدَأْ بِمَنْ تَعُولُ The Beast says, you want to give, you start off with those who are immediately around you. Your own family. If the person is in need, then even more to a greater extent. If he's not in need also, you start off from there. Now the person made the niyat of bringing happiness to his own family. If you look in the life of Nabi Wasallam, how many things he did just to bring happiness to his wives. For the Aisha Siddiqah, she says, Nabi Wasallam, after I would drink from a utensil, so Nabi Wasallam would deliberately turn the utensil that spot from which I drank. And he would drink specifically from that spot. Now, that is not going to change the taste of what is in there. And that's not going to add anything else to it. But what did it add? It added happiness to her heart. That he gave me this consideration. Now, this is intention. These things normally, people think it is for the first month of marriage. First month is honey moon, the moon is shining brightly and then after is perpetual eclipse. <laughs> so, this is not the case. Allah's Nabi Islam has taught that way of life, where it is the full moon throughout life. It is the full moon throughout life. But provided that everybody adopts that way of life. So this amount of consideration for what? This is the only reason to bring happiness to the heart of his wife. Now that intention, a person now attended somebody's nikah, so the intention he made, he's a friend of mine, he's a relative, whoever, if I go, it'll make, it's his haq also, and if I go, it'll make him happy. So that intention now, one was that if I don't go now, he'll say, okay, you didn't come, or because he came, I got to go. And I've heard about these kind of things where now this has become part of the ritual, that a person goes to some occasion, has to take a gift. So the gift, then there's some note made also, what this person brought. And the day there's some function or some occasion at his place, then the person, if he brought something worth certain amount, 500 rands, then something of a similar value must go back now. This is, there's no benefit in all this. The hadiyah is also devoid of any benefit then. That aspect of tahado, tahabu, somebody mentioned to me in some places, there is this kind of uh, custom, a person if he's going for hajj, 
and that whole area, every person in that locality must come and visit him. And they can't come empty-handed. Have to come with an envelope. So sometimes a person, whatever his expenses are, he gets more than that expenses also in those envelopes. But everybody can't afford that envelope. <coughs> if the person doesn't come, his absence is going to be noted. If he comes, but he comes without the envelope, they say, look at this fellow now. But now the poor person doesn't have the ability, he's just making ends meet. So many of these envelopes after it are opened, and all his inside there is, there's just fresh air inside. The poor person had to bring an envelope, so he brought an envelope. He couldn't afford anything inside the envelope. But these are the customs, baseless customs, that make life <coughs> miserable. Whereas, what is the sunnah? That a person does something for the sake of Allah wa ta'ala, and he can't afford something, he doesn't do it. He doesn't do something just for the sake of some show, for some pretense. And neither does a person expect anything out of pressure on anybody. He doesn't want anything from anybody. And everybody wants to give him something, they give it out of love and muhabbat only, not for any other reason, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. So now he went to somebody's nikah, he made that niyat, that I am going solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, to bring happiness to the heart of my Muslim brother. That has become an ibadat. What made it an ibadat? That intention. That became ikhlas now. These are just one or two examples, like this we can extend it in everything in life. We just spoke about now, this one simple thing, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu this example that he showed, that he drank specifically from that spot. As Aisha Radilana says, sometimes I would bite out of a piece of meat. The beast asked will pick that bone up and he will bite exactly from the same spot. What is the reason for this? No other reason. The same aspect, the intention there is TBI being taught an intention to bring happiness to the heart of somebody. Now, in this way, a person looks at all the day-to-day -day things in life. Sometimes a person is just making a positive comment about the food that has been cooked. But why he's making the comment? Intention. What is his intention behind it? His intention again merely to bring happiness to the heart. That has come in ibadat. He's getting rewarded for it. In the hadith it comes that don't regard any act as trivial. <coughs> what? Even though you are meeting your brother with a smiling face, why are you smiling at him? That this will make him comfortable, make him feel at home, that he is being welcomed here, he is not regarded as unwelcome. Now that has made him happy and made him feel comfortable, that became an ibadat. You did it to make him feel comfortable for the sake of Allah. What made it that? He made it that became ibadat. Because of the intention. And Allah forbid, somebody smiled at somebody else with the wrong intention. That will become a sin. What changed the whole thing? Intention. Hazrat Shah Abdul Ghani Pulpuri Rahmatullah gave an example that one person, he is reciting tasbih. Or he's making zikr. And what is his objective? That he wanted to impress somebody. Somebody that's passing by now. So he quickly started reading Subhanallah, Subhanallah and he's reading Subhanallah to impress somebody else. The Subhanallah of his is taking him to Jahannam. And another person is in the marketplace or he's selling something of his and he's shouting Millie's 5 for 10 rand. Now non-stop the whole hour that he's shouting Millie's 5 for 10 rand. And this person was reading Subhanallah, Subhanallah for the whole hour. This person was reading it so that he could impress somebody. And this person is shouting, Mili is 5 for 10 rand, because his intention is to earn a halal living is also an obligation after the obligations of deen. This person shouting, Mili is 5 for 10 rand, is taking him to Jannat. Because he's not compromising any laws of Allah, wa ta'ala. he's not trampling on the laws of deen in any way. And after having fulfilled all the obligations of deen, he is now earning a halal living. For the sake of Allah Ta'ala. He is shouting, Mili is 5 for 10 rand, he is taking him to Jannat. And this person shouting or reciting, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, but with the wrong intention, that ikhlas went away, the Subhanallah is taking him to Jahannam. What changed the whole thing? The intention. So this is something that we have to keep reflecting within ourselves, keep reminding ourselves of, keep looking deep down after every action. And no matter what 
we feel we have done after having rectified our intentions a hundred times also, a person always regards himself as having done something in a very deficient manner, not having achieved even one fraction of the ikhlas that is required, never ever regarding oneself as having done something in the way it's supposed to have been done, as long as a person remains fearful in this way, then Allah Ta'ala will overlook all the faults and all the shortcomings, and out of His grace Allah Ta'ala will accept it. What we do will never be of a standard that we can present. But when a person fears, and he's all the time concerned, and on top of that he's making istighfar, then Allah Ta'ala will overlook and forgive all the shortcomings and accept it out of His grace and mercy. This is something that we must keep reminding ourselves, keep reflecting upon it, read about the lives of the mukhlisin, of those who have done whatever they did sincerely for the sake of Allah Taala, and how they sacrificed everything for the sake of Allah Taala alone. This will inspire us to follow in their footsteps as well. Allah Taala grant us and bless us with this ikhlas. Allah Taala make us do anything and everything that we do only for His pleasure and give us the best of the rewards of it in this dunya and in the akhirat as well. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam. وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم ہو جائے میرا دل ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر 
और मेरे तन में बजाए आबोगिल दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल नफ्सो शैता दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबा ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूँ मैं तेरी पनाह मुझसा खलक में कोई नहीं गो बद किरदार नामासिया तू भी मगर गफ्फार है यार बख्श दे मेरे सारे गुनाह अब तो रहे बस तादम आखिर विरदे जबाए मेरे इला तो आ जा अब तो खलवत हो गई 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہ و لکا الشکر کلہ اللہم لا نحسی ثناء علیک انت کما اثنیت علی نفسک جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمدا صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہلو ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وأعمالنا من الرياء وألسنتنا من الكذب وأعيننا من الخيانة فإنك تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت إله العالمين يا الله وموس مرسفل الله موس gracious الله موس kind الله most loving Allah, ilahul alamin, ya Allah, out of your grace and your mercy, ya Allah, ya Allah, you have afforded us this opportunity to gather for your remembrance, ya Allah, ilahul alamin, this too is your great favor upon us, ya Allah, ilahul alamin, we could not come on our own accord, ya Allah, ya Allah, you brought us, ya Allah, ya Allah, you brought us, ya Allah, you forgive us also, ya Allah, ilahul alamin, ya Allah, you make this remembrance a means of our forgiveness, ya Allah, ilahul alamin, make it a means of us always remembering you, ya Allah, ilahul alamin, ya Allah, save us from all the time, ya Allah, save us from indifference, ya Allah, save us from ghaflat, ya Allah, ilahul alamin, forgive all our major and minor sins, ya Allah, ilahul alamin, forgive us, ya Allah, forgive our families, ya Allah, forgive our friends and relatives, ya Allah, ilahul alamin, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, shower your mercy on the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove the difficulties from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove the hardships and suffering, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are in difficulties and hardships, remove their hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are suffering oppression, Ya Allah, remove the oppression from them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them hidayat as well, Ya Allah. If hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of, of this earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant us complete ikhlas and sincerity, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us do everything solely for your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from Ya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from doing anything for anybody else, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us complete ikhlas, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, the tawfiq of amal also is from you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, the tawfiq of ikhlas is also from you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you bless every amal, every action with ikhlas, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, bless us with the best of dunya and the best of arat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with love and compassion, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with humility, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. 
full of hearts with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam full of hearts with the love of the of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin save us from the ways of the yahud and nasara ilahul alamin give us the tawfiq of making amal on the sunnah ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah grant us the love of the effort of deen ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah all those who are sick give them complete shifa ya allah ilahul alamin all those who asked us to make dua for them fulfill all their pious desires ya allah remove all their difficulties and hardships ya allah ilahul alamin grant them the best of dunya and akhirat ya allah ya allah keep us with iman ya allah ya allah take us with iman ya allah take us ya allah at the time of death take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah ya allah take us on kamil iman ya allah take us on tawbah and nasuh ya take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya allah ya allah save us from abadati ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah save us from death in a condition of sin ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah fill our qabrs with noor ya allah make our qabrs gardens of jannah for us ya allah grant us the shafaat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ya Allah, give us jannatul for those without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families, from the ummah, Ya Allah, fill their qabrs with noor. Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who are living, give them barakat in their lives, Ya Allah. Give them barakat in their health, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give, the, give us the tawfiq of serving them, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, fill their qabrs with noor. Ya Allah, completely forgive them, Ya Allah. Give them the special place in Allah, in liyin, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, have mercy on them, Ya Allah. Rabbi ارحمها كما ربيانا صغارا رب ارحمهما كما ربيانا صغارا رب ارحمهما كما ربيانا صغارا الله العالمين يا الله all the mistakes that we made ya allah forgive it ya allah الله العالمين grant us the opportunity of the mubarak month of ramadan الله العالمين يا الله let our lives keep improving all the time ya allah ya allah the month of ramadan has gone ya allah ya allah the deen is still with us ya allah ya allah we are still worshiping you alone ya allah ya allah you are all the time with us ya allah الله العالمين let us continue how we continued in ramadan ya allah let us continue even better ya allah الله العالمين يا الله save us from going back to any of the haram ya allah الله العالمين keep us steadfast on deen ya allah keep us steadfast on the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam الله العالمين keep us on sirat mustaqim ya allah ya allah give us the tawfiq of righteous actions ya allah give us some every disobedience ya allah ya allah remove all the evils of the external self also ya allah remove all the evils from our hearts also ya allah الله العالمين يا الله whatever nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked for ya allah we also begging for all the good whatever your nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought protection from ya allah grant us protection as well ya allah allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammadun sallallahu alaihi wasallam na'udhu bika min sharri ma عادك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه